You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 164, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Worsley here with you. Episode 164. So, um, maybe I should update on life. I haven't, I don't know if I've talked in a number of episodes about life. So life is good. Life is good from the standpoint of, uh, I am, I am still, even though I'm out of my two months of break and I've made a commitment to myself that that's the last two months away from business break that I'm going to take probably for at least the next two to five years. Um, no more breaks. I've, that, that's one commitment that I've made to myself. But even now that I'm back in full swing with writing 52 eBooks in 52 weeks and, uh, posting on Instagram again and doing some IG stories and getting back to video, although I'll say I am not going to be back on video for real, for real until after January the 5th, which is when I get to get my hair redone. Right now my hair is a hot mess. Uh, I'm wearing a black bandana and a bun, which, you know, when I'm 90, I've always said I'm going to have long hair till the day I die. And when I'm old, it's going to be in a bun, like a Mary Poppins kind of thing. And I'm going to make sure my hair is all white, like Storm from X-Men White. So that time is going to come in about 20 years. However, this whole thing of me being in a black bandana because my hair is a hot mess and it needs to be redone and my hair in a bun uh, is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So you won't see me full swing back on video until probably after January the 5th, but definitely around the time of my birthday, which is January 15th. So not fully back on video. But I will be, I, I am fully back in swing in business. And, and I don't really remember why I was telling you all of this other than to say, uh, I'm still doing the deep work. Now I remember. Okay. Uh, I'm still doing deep work on myself. I'm still going in deep and, and learning more about who I am as a human being, who I am as a soul. Um, forgiving myself for a lot of things. I, I, I think we, we undervalue the power of self-forgiveness and the power of being able to look at the mistakes that you've made in life and look at the, the wrong turns that you've taken. You know, a key piece of learning from our mistakes is forgiving ourselves first for them. And I'm speaking from my own experience. I, I have never been able to learn from a past mistake and not make that mistake again, unless I've forgiven myself for making the mistake in the first place. And so self-forgiveness is such a powerful lesson that I'm continuing to learn. And, you know, for example, right now in, in my life and business, I'm working on my body. I think I've, I've had such a challenge of trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Uh, am I going to do a fitness competition? And that's not so much this decade, right? 40 to 50 for me is not all about competing. Although, uh, you might be surprised in a year or so when I pop up and actually do a competition. I'm not saying that's off the table, uh, because I am going back to meal planning and carb cycling for a number of reasons. And I say all of this because 
Sometimes we look at our goals and dreams as if they are in opposition to each other. I know for the longest time I thought, okay, if I'm training for a fitness competition, then that is in direct opposition to wanting to get pregnant. If I'm wanting to get pregnant, that's in direct opposition to getting my body into the best shape possible. If I want to get my body in the best shape possible, and it's going to take two to three hours of working out a day, then that's in opposition to building the business that I want. I think for a long time I looked at life like every major goal was in opposition to the other. And what I'm starting to figure out is, yes, I'm a firm believer in the one thing. You still need the one core central goal that in a 24-hour period, if nothing else gets done, your four hours on that goal gets done. Period. The end. That's it. That's it. But your other big life goals are not in opposition. And you, and you'd think I would have learned this through my own life experience. Like when I was going through secondary infertility between my first and my second son, uh, I got to a point where I was so tired of waiting for that pregnancy to happen and so disappointed by every month that it wasn't arriving. I got to a point where I just said, screw this. Like I have to take my life back. I, I need to, I need to take care of me. And so that's exactly what I did for a year or two. Uh, I became a personal trainer. I got in the best shape of my life. I worked out two to three hours a day, six days a week. Uh, I meal planned. I didn't carb cycle back then because I didn't know about carb cycling. And I dropped 70 pounds and I literally felt probably the sexiest, the fittest, the strongest that I felt yet. Cause the next version, the next level up of fittest, sexiest is still here. It's coming. So, um, that was not the best, but that was probably the best up until that point in my life. And so, and what's funny is as soon as I got to that place of getting the fittest, sexiest, uh, strongest I'd ever felt, probably about two to three months after that, I got pregnant with my second son. So, and if I, if I look at it now, I go, of course, that's how that works because those goals were not antagonistic to each other. They actually were aligned. Me dropping those 70 pounds, me eating healthier, me taking care of myself, me loving myself, me making myself a priority created both the energy and the physical health necessary to conceive a baby boom, there goes the baby. So I say all of that to say that sometimes we look at our goals, especially when we've got a major life goal and a major business goal and maybe a major relationship or family goal. And we go, man, they are antagonistic to each other. And what I'm inviting you to do about that, about how you're believing about that is what I'm inviting myself to do about it, which is to take a step back away from that. And really say, no, they kind of, you know, the un- a, the universe has my back. And so I don't need to know how all of these goals are going to work together. I just need to trust that they do work together and that they wouldn't be in me if they were fighting each other. Like they wouldn't, I wouldn't be called to those goals if each of them were fighting each other. Second piece of it is, um, you've got to be fully committed to keeping the commitments that you make to yourself. But I'm going to do a but here. But you have to be sure that your commitments are not um, too much for what you can do in a given day, in a given week, in a given month. This is a lesson I'm continuing to learn. So, for example, I have a new fitness regimen. I have a new carb cycling uh, regimen that I started yesterday. Uh, and I got most of my workouts in yesterday, but not all. And I did not eat according to my zero carb, zero fat yesterday. And I had to have a conversation with myself last night. I do lots of get it together talks where I say, 
okay, what's, why did you not get this done? Why is this not working? And, and here's the answer that I got because I didn't do anything in terms of writing yesterday. I didn't, my, my one thing. Okay. So let's just, let's get on the same page so I can use myself as an example. So you can see what I'm saying. My one thing for the next 52 weeks, actually 51 now, because we're, the first book is done. My, my one thing for 51 weeks for the next 51 weeks are 51 more eBooks period. There is nothing above that, not even fitness. However, I also know that me uh, exercising every day and eating healthy make, gives me more energy. It gives me laser focus, which then allows me to fulfill the 51 eBooks in the next 51 uh, weeks goal. So the conflict that I experienced yesterday was I really wanted to be writing my eBook yesterday and I didn't do anything. Uh, but I also knew I had a commitment to myself to work out, to do P90X, to, uh, you know, it felt really good to wake up and do some belly dancing for 20 minutes and then some yoga for 20 minutes. And then I got on my spin bike for 45 and then I did P90X. It felt really good. However, when I was done with that workout, which took me two hours and 15 minutes, I was exhausted for most of the day. So there are a couple of things that I want you to really pay attention to. I troubleshoot on a daily basis. I ask myself on a daily basis, what worked about today? What didn't? So this morning I got up and I, I always do my one, I, my hour of power does not move. So let me be very clear. My hour of power of getting into my blue chair, meditating for an hour, uh, visualizing where, where I want my future self to be. That never changes. It does not matter what time I wake up. That hour is solid and in place. But I decided this morning that I was going to work on business stuff this morning and, and move my exercise to the afternoon to the evening because my one thing still needs to, when it shows up in my life on a daily basis, it still needs to be the one thing. Now I still deal with fear. The fear is what if I get to 4 p.m. and I'm too tired to work out? What if I get to, you know, what if I get to 7 p.m. and I don't feel like working out? What if I, you know, I have all these fear, fears that run in my head, which is why I've always been for most of my life a morning workout person because you get it done, you get it over with. If the day goes la vida loca or sideways, then at least the exercise got done. That's not going to work in this, this season of my life because that's not my one thing, but it is a necessary thing. So here's where the alignment piece comes back. The alignment piece comes back in this sense. I realized yesterday that part of the reason why I was so exhausted from the workout and the exhaustion lasted all day was because number one, I woke up an hour too early. I woke up at four. And while I love to wake up that early, my body doesn't love it. So this morning I woke up at five instead of four. So the hour makes a huge difference. The second thing I was able to troubleshoot just by looking at how I played out yesterday is um, I'm going to start, the morning is when I'm fresh. I'm most fresh for writing. I'm most fresh for uh, content like this podcast. So I'm going to experiment for the next couple of days with doing business stuff in the early morning and then doing workouts in the evenings. And I'm going to have to force myself to work out. I mean, there's no, I am not a 4 p.m. workout person by nature. I'm certainly not a 7 p.m. I do sleep better when I work out in the evening, which will be a plus, but I'm going to have to make myself do it. So that is my experiment for the next three to four days. I'm going to flip the way I'm doing things, wake up, hour of power, go into business stuff, middle of the day, end of the day, somewhere in there, that's where the two to three hours of exercise is going to happen. And I'm going to see what happens. 
And I think if more of us, especially in business, took that sort of let's let's be curious, let's try different things, let's experiment, let's find the right rhythm and flow for the way our day goes, eventually we're going to land on the perfect rhythm. And perfect is not real, but I'm going to say as close to perfect as you can get it, you're going to land on the rhythm where you go, man, when I get to the end of my day, my one thing got taken care of, my body got taken care of, my mind got taken care of, my my eating got taken care of. I could talk a whole episode about my nutritional issues, but I will say that it's cleaner than it's ever, well, not cleaner than it's ever been. It's cleaner than it's been for a long time, and I'm working on it, experimenting with that too. But you want to be able to end each night looking at your entire life, not just your business, not just your relationships. And you want to be able to say, I wowed myself in those areas. I talk a lot about this in in my latest uh, book, Own It, the one thing that will change everything in your life. Please, if you have not downloaded that book on Amazon, go get it. Uh, it is a get it together talk that I had with myself and I have with myself on a daily basis. I wrote it for me, but I also wrote it for you. So if you know you need to get it together in certain areas, that is a book you're going to want to grab. You can find it on Amazon at tinyurl.com forward slash own it book. That's tinyurl.com forward slash own it book. And in own it, I talk about this idea of you need to get to a pace where you wow yourself every single day. Now, full transparency, I don't wow myself every single day, but I'm working on it. I am certainly going to get to the point probably in the next six months to a year where I can consistently say on a daily basis, I wow myself. But a key piece of wowing yourself by the end of every day is your system and your habits for how you do your day needs to align itself to what's going to allow you to get all the things you want done in your day in a powerful way that promotes energy sustenance that keeps your energy in a good place throughout the day, not just in the beginning or the middle or the end, but throughout the day. That has a lot to do with eating. We won't talk about that. Has a lot to do with movement and getting your body moving and using it. It also has a lot to do with things like meditation and deep breathing, which is why my first hour is all meditation and deep breathing and visualization. It it has to be that way. There is no, for me, in terms of setting myself up for success, there is no success today without my first hour of meditation, deep breathing, and visualization. So I digressed from the whole episode to give you an update on what's been going on with me. And also what's been going on with me, honestly, is I am, I am, I am learning how to say no to things that feel heavy. And it is, it is a challenge because I am someone who loves to fix. I'm a fixer. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's 40. Maybe at 50, it'll be even more so. I am just learning how to say hell no to things that feel heavy. And even when I try to say yes to things that feel heavy now, everything in my body and my mind revolt against it and ends up being a no anyway. So I'm learning how to surrender to the process of if something feels heavy to me, I just need to drop that sucker, like drop it like it's hot, let it go. Because I'm just getting to a stage where I just, I just can't say yes to stuff that, that feels shitty to me anymore. You know, I can I, I'm just getting to the point where if it feels heavy, like either mentally I've got to let it go and just move on to another subject or physically I've got to let it go or life decision wise, I just got to drop it like it's hot. So I am learning and it's a powerful lesson. I wish that I'd gotten that lesson at 20. A lot of decisions would have been made differently had I, had I 
dropped the things that felt heavy had I trusted my intuition to drop the things that feel heavy. Now, there are certain things that are going to, that are going to require in your business heavy lifting, which is, which segues us beautifully into what I want to talk about in episode 164, today's episode, which the title of today's episode is rest has its place, but not in chapter five. I'm going to explain in a minute. Rest has its place, but not in chapter five. Let me tell you where this episode came from, because this is kind of a vent episode, but this is a get it together talk episode, which by the way, I have a ton of get it together talks and own it. So go to tinyurl.com forward slash own it book and get the book on Amazon. If you know you need some get it together conversations with yourself, get it. I will have the audible version out in a few weeks to a month. So you'll be able to hear my voice say the words of that book, but I would read the book first. Okay. Let me tell you where this episode came from. I have been noticing, and I'm not going to name any names because I love these people to pieces. I love their work. I, I have followed them for years. I think they're phenomenal human beings, souls on the planet. And they are on a mission and they are called. <clears throat> However, I have been noticing on Instagram, especially a number of thought leaders a number of ultra successful entrepreneurs, especially online entrepreneurs, I have been noticing their overwhelming focus on sharing with the world that um, <clears throat> this whole anti-hustle and flow grit grind philosophy. So the other day I saw a post from somebody that I absolutely adore, who is a very successful entrepreneur. And that individual posted something that basically said, uh, no, you don't, you don't have to grind. Like grinding is old. Rest, uh, relax, do what you want to flow with today. Just do what feels good to you. You don't have to overwork. You don't have to rush. You don't have to hustle. You just flow with it. I'm not giving you verbatim, but I'm giving you the essence of what this person said in their Instagram post. And I thought to myself, as big as this individual's following is, as much as these, these individuals who follow this person believe wholeheartedly in everything this person writes and says, I had a moment where I, where I just thought to myself, how misleading is that? And they don't even know that they are misleading the mass of people that are following them. Here's where today's episode comes from. Rest has its place, but not in chapter five, not in chapter. Here's the thing that I'm going to say. And, and you know what? This is why I'm on the 52 ebooks and 52 weeks mission, because I actually want you to watch me do this for the next 51, now 51 weeks. So you could see that what I'm telling you is absolutely true because I'm going to prove it by what I do. Um, rest has its place, but not in chapter five. Here's where I'm going with that. The person who wrote that Instagram post about, man, you know, I used to hustle and grind and I'm learning to slow down and I'm actually producing more slowing down and you should slow down too. Here's the thing. Let me be super clear. The person who's posting that, and it's not just one, I see a number of them out there who used to be all about hustle and grind, who are now about slow and flow and go with it. Here's the thing. They're in freaking chapter 20 and you're on chapter two. 
I hope you got that. They're on the chapter 20 of their business or of their lives or of their relationships or whatever they're talking about. And you're in chapter two. The rules of chapter 20 cannot be applied to chapter two and you actually get to your chapter 20. It does not work that way. Let me go a little bit deeper. Somebody who busted their asses for 10 years to get to where they are in their business has room to relax because they've earned the room to relax. They've done the work. They They've implemented the systems. They have the team that can do the work for them that they used to have to do on their own. But you cannot compare somebody at the 10th year of a successful business to you and your one and act like you have a right to rest and you have a right to relax and you should just go with the flow. It doesn't work that way. And I'm sick and tired. Here's the venting. I am so sick and tired of seeing and reading and hearing people spread all this bullshit about, well, no, you, you know, rest. You don't have to, you don't have to do a whole lot of work. You don't have to, you know, it, you can just like slow down and you'll actually produce more bullshit, 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 bullshit. Let me tell you what, if I'm going to write 4,000 words today, I'm not slowing down. If I'm going to produce and post edit a podcast interview from somebody that I'm interviewing, me relaxing is not going to get that episode post edited. So this whole nonsense of people going, I, you know, I'm just learning that I did the hustle and grind thing way back when, and I need to, um, I realize now that I produce so much. Well, hell, you've been in, you've been hustling for 10 years. Of course, you, now that you got a team, you got seven people who can do the work that you used to do. Yeah, you can afford to relax. You've got all that money in the, now you can afford to relax. Yeah, of course you can. You've built up your writer's platform. You've built up your name. You've built up your brand. You have a massive following of an email list. Of course you can afford to relax. But let's not mislead people into believing that they're in their first year of business and they can work 10 hours a week and they're actually going to make money. Let's not lie to folks about that. Now, here's where people get it twisted because I am going to go to the, um, I am going to talk for a second about the power of rest. I think what people are not saying when they, when they quote those things and they talk about the power of rest, cause you know, they always go to Benjamin Franklin and how he would go sit in his chair and, you know, he would sleep for a while, hold some ball in his hand. And then as soon as the ball dropped, boom, he was up from his like mini half nap and then his ideas were flowing again. Here's the thing that I'm going to say very clearly. This is where people get it twisted and they get it wrong. Whether you are in chapter one of your business or you are in chapter 25, the, the, what you produce in terms of outcome will always reflect the energy you put into the individual actions. Can I say that again? Whether you're in chapter one or you're in chapter 25, the results you produce will always reflect the energy, the belief, the conviction that you put into each individual action. So if you're in chapter, listen, if you're in chapter seven and you don't believe that this business is actually going to work at some point in the future, if you don't absolutely have certainty that you are, you will, you must do this and you will find a way no matter how many decades it takes, you will do it. If you don't have that, yeah, you're not going to produce results because you don't believe in you. You don't have the level of conviction and faith and certainty required to achieve that life goal. I'll use myself as, as an example. Until 
I am 100% convinced that I can turn IFBB Bikini Pro. I am not going to be 100% invested in the actions that it's going to take for me to get there. Do you see what I'm saying? Like right now, if I'm honest with myself, I'm probably 60 to 70% convinced that I can go IFBB IFBB Bikini Pro. I'm not yet at 100, which means I'm not moving forward at light speed on that goal because I'm not certain. I'm not absolutely certain. So I do a little here and I do a little there and I, you know, kind of eat clean and then I sort of work out, but I'm not obsessed with that goal because I'm not 100% convinced. So my actions are lukewarm. Same thing applies when people are saying this whole thing about rest and relax and you know, just like go with the flow. That's not the important piece of it, especially if you're in chapters one to 10. Like if you're in the first three years of your business, I don't want you to listen to anybody who's going to tell you to rest and relax. You can't afford to right now. And I know a lot of people will be like, well, that's a scarcity mentality. No, that's called, here, here's what that's called. That's called own your life, own where you are, so you can get to exactly where you want to be in time. You got to play the long game on this sucker. But if you're sitting here going, well, you know, so-and-so on Instagram told me to just relax and slow down and then that will actually produce more. Uh, 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 uh. Listen, rest has its place, but not in chapter five. If you're in chapter five in your business and you're listening to somebody who's in chapter 25 telling you to rest, they've earned the right to rest. You haven't. You haven't. And I'm done with people who want to say, well, but I need a balanced life and I need a... You know, I need a life that's like, I, I need a life where, you know, I, I can, you know, I can be everything and, you know, my family, I can be present and in my business, I can be present and with my workouts, I can, listen, let me be super clear. Balance sucks. It's like perfection. It's not real. Get a scale. Put a penny on one scale and a penny on the other and then throw a dime on the left one all the way out of balance. One thing throws everything off course. You don't want balance. You know what? You want harmony. Harmony. And the music sounds good, but that doesn't mean that every instrument is delivering the sound in equal measure. There are different seasons for different things to take the focus. When you have a newborn baby, guess what I'm going to tell you? That newborn baby is your focus. That that crying baby every two hours keeping you up at night. You not And you know what? You don't get sleep and you don't mind it because you chose that baby. That baby is your priority. It's no different with your business. When you're starting a business, I'm just going to be straight up with you. That's your priority if you're going to be successful. And it's not just your priority for six weeks. It's not just your priority for six months. It's, it's, listen, a lot of people aren't going to want to hear this. It's not just your priority for two years. When I say you're playing the long game, I'm talking about year after year after year, whether you're making money or not. You have to say, this is the one thing and I'm going to keep, this is why daily evaluation becomes important. I'm going to keep evaluating on a daily basis the strategies that I'm using and I'm going to keep asking myself, what could I do differently? And I'm going to keep iterating and shifting and changing until I get to where I say I want to go. And that is not necessarily going to mean you get to rest and relax and flow and breathe and take all of Sunday off. It doesn't work that way. And I'm done with people who have spent the last 10 years working their asses off now have hit the point where they can rest. I'm done with them telling everybody who's new in the game that 
they can apply the rules of chapter 25 to the rules of chapter 5. It's not true. Stop buying into that. And here's how I'm going to prove myself right. You ready for this? Watch me over the next 51 weeks. Watch how hard I work. Watch exactly what I produce. Watch exactly what it takes. And you tell me if rest and flow and relaxation and chilling out is what got me to where I'm going to be in 51. You tell me if that's the case. Because I'm going to tell you that, yes, I, listen, I, I typically get six to seven hours a night of, uh, six to seven hours of sleep a night, typically. Uh, yes, my first hour is meditation, deep breathing. I rest. My first hour, that's all about me clearing my mind, which doesn't happen most of the time, but clarity. And I don't miss it. Yes, I do on, on a Sunday watch a, a good NASCAR race. Uh, I watch some keeping up with the Kardashians. You know, I, I veg a little bit on Saturdays, even if I'm working on other things in the morning or the afternoon. Yes, all of that still happens in my life. However, I'm not sitting up here going rest and flow. Cause you know what? If I was doing rest and flow, none of these interviews that I need to post edit and get on Sherman's show would be happening. Rest and Flow is not going to post-edit those episodes and cause them to just magically appear post-edited. Neither is Rest and Flow going to produce any of these other 51 books that need to be produced in the next 51 weeks. And I'm done with people leading other people on saying, all you have to do is visualize and pray about it and breathe into it and slow down. Now listen, I don't believe in burnout either. I don't believe in, like, if your body needs, I don't know, six hours a night and then you sleep three hours a night, eventually your brain's going to suffer your, I mean, listen, that's a whole other episode. I believe in taking care of yourself, body, mind, spirit. What I am not going to ever tell you is that you get to, at the beginning of building a business, and when I say the beginning of building a business, I'm talking the first three to five years. Oh, yes, I did say that. The beginning, your chapters one, two, and three are the first three to five years. I am not going to tell you that you can spend the first three to five years relaxing, chilling, maxing out, and then all of this client and all of this money and all of these things are just going to fall in your lap. I don't know who's out there doing that, but I don't believe the people who tell me that who don't have the numbers to back up their, their bullshit. So let me be very, very clear. Some of these people that are spreading this message now that they've hustled for 10 years and now that they're finally relaxing, I love them to pieces. I have their books. I read their works. I think they are amazing individuals, but I don't agree with what they're saying about that because I think it's misleading people. It's, it's, it's causing people who really aren't entrepreneurial quality, who really aren't ready for the entrepreneurial journey to jump into business under the false assumption that they're going to be able to build a massively successful business with five hours of work a week. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself. And so if you're one of those individuals that's starting a business, and when I say starting, I'm saying first three to five years, let's be clear, first three to five years. Uh, if you're in the first three to five years of business and, and you are taking the perspective, you know, 
I'm going to work three hours a day on the business. I'm not going to overdo it. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that I go to all of my kids games and all of their stuff. And Sunday is a day of rest. And so all of Sunday, there's no work up. If you're one of those people, I'm going to ask you to think again. I'm going to ask you to look again because that is not going to get you to where you say you want to go. Why don't you work like your life depends on it? Because it does work so hard for the next three to five years that you literally at the end of the, those three to five years, can turn back, look at your results and go, wow, I did that. Wow, I did that. Now I have a team of people. Now I can I can take a month and go on vacation for a month and not think about my business because of what I built through grit and hard work for three to five years. Now I'm going to say this again because people are going to come back and go, yeah, but there are lots of people who work super hard and they never going to. Yeah, because the energy that they're putting into the daily work that they're doing is an energy of doubt and an energy of fear and an energy of uncertainty. The energy that you imbue in a thing creates the thing. So when you see people working hard and you want to try to use it as an excuse of, see, they worked for three to five years on their business and their business tanked. Working hard doesn't work. That's not true. Look at the energy that they put into every bit of work they did. Look at whether they were operating from a spirit of faith or a spirit of doubt. Look at whether they were operating with a 100% certainty that they could and would do what they needed to do. Or look at whether most of their time was spent in, I don't know if I can do this. I'm not saying you'll never have a moment of doubt. I'm not saying you'll never have a day or a week or a month of doubt. But over a three to five year period, if you're going to have actions that produce successful results, at least 80 to 90% of the time that you spent in action for those three to five years has to come from faith and not fear. And it has to come from certainty and not doubt. And I don't use the word confidence because you don't get confidence in things you have never done before. If you've never built a, I don't know, a business before, how are you going to be confident in that? You're not. You're not going to be confident. So get over this whole thing of I need to build some confidence before I build a business. No, you build confidence as you build the business. You build confidence as you fail and get back up, as you fail and fail forward, as you figure things out, as you get a new client. You build confidence along the way. Forget about needing confidence. It is not a prerequisite to your success. However, rest has its place. Not in chapter five, though. Not in chapter five. I talk a lot about this and own it. I talk a lot about this in the book about, <clears throat> I, I love the fact that maybe the rest of the world is going to give you a trophy for being mediocre, but life isn't. Life isn't. I say this in the book. Life is not going to give you the success that you want for being mediocre, even if the rest of the world gives you a trophy for being mediocre. Not at all. Not at all. So let's get very clear on this. This is a get it together talk that we're having. And if you want more of this get it together talk, go to tinyurl.com forward slash own it book. Get that book. Read it today. It can be read in one day. Read it today. I, I really need to correct this whole thing that I'm seeing where people are being lied to. And I don't think it's intentional. Like I said, the people who are spreading this message, I love them to pieces. They're some of my favorite people in the universe. But I think they have amnesia about what was required and what was required of them to get to the place where they are now, where they actually can fully rest. Listen, you don't win the race until you do the race. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you don't, 
It sounds so ludicrous. I don't know why people even buy into this nonsense. You don't win the race until you actually do the race. This is how absurd this whole thing sounds. This whole rest and flow and like, okay, just like slow down and you'll actually produce more. It's like saying, I'm going to win the New York City Marathon without running the New York City Marathon. Are you kidding me? Like if somebody actually said that to you, wouldn't you be like, you are cuckoo for Cocoa Puzz. I don't, what are you talking about winning the New York City Marathon without running it? How does that work exactly? And this is no different. You're not going to win the race unless you actually run the race. And in fact, you're not going to win the race even if you run the race unless you're the best at running the race the fastest. Same applies in business. Same applies in business. So let me be very clear. Rest has its place, but not in chapter five. Not in chapter five. And listen, even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, I want you to get very clear on what this means for your life, wherever you want to go. I don't care if you work for somebody else. I don't care if it's a life goal. If it Rest has its place, not in chapter five. If you're in the chapter five of that particular life goal that you've set, uh, and you are trying to listen to folks in chapter 25 who have achieved that goal like 50 times over already, don't listen to what they tell you about rest. They've earned the right to rest. You haven't. You haven't. So that's what I want to say. Rest has its place, but not in chapter five. Not cha- And it, it won't be popular. People won't like this. I don't care. I really don't. I'm just going to tell you the truth. And whether you want to hear it or not, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, ignoring the truth doesn't change the fact that it's the truth. Something like that. Ignoring the truth doesn't change the truth. So... You can, you can try the rest and flow thing and you can try the chilling out and like slow down thing if you want to. Um, but I would invite you after about six to nine months of doing that to look at your bank account and see if that's really, uh, working for your business. Your bank account won't lie to you. It will tell you the truth. So yeah, that's what I want to say. Rest has its place, but not in chapter five, not in chapter five. And can I just add one last point before I'm done with this? Of course I can, because this is my show. <laughs> when you are working at full capacity, when you are doing the thing you are called to do, this is a whole other like business mission, business vision thing. But when you are doing the work that you're called in this world to do, and you're doing the work that you love, and you're doing the work that's meant for you in this season, I want to add that, because sometimes you're called to do certain things, but not you're doing it out of season, and so it feels really hard. But when you're doing the work that you love and you're doing the work that you call, that you're called to do and you're doing it in the appropriate season of your life, you actually get energy by everything that you put into it. You actually, you know, the hours that you spend on it every single day, um, provided that you're getting a minimum number of hours of sleep so your brain can actually work. But the hours that you put into it, they're not taking life away from you or taking, um, energy away from you. They give you life. They give you energy. So you actually, when you're doing the things like when I do this podcast, I get energy from doing this podcast. Um, they give you life. They don't take it. So there's a whole limiting belief in this idea of building a business where people go, man, but if I work so hard in my business, then I get exhausted and then I burn out and I have exhaustion and all of those limiting beliefs. They're, they're not true. They're not true. When you are doing the right things for the right reasons, in the right season, it gives you life constantly. You feel, 
you feel thrilled at what you're producing. You feel excited. And even the tough moments, you go, ooh, this is juicy because it's making me more of who I really am. That's how you feel. And if you're not feeling that way, then you need to really look, is this the right thing to be doing at this time in this season of my life? Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. And that's okay too. It's okay to make the decision that this is not the right thing for me in this season of my life. What's not okay is to act like you can operate from the rules of chapter 25 when you're only on chapter five. You cannot. It just, listen, final statement, rest has its place, not in chapter five. Not in chapter five. Uh Uh-uh. And if you're really doing what you're supposed to be doing, and it's what you're really called to do in this season of your life, you'll be excited to do it. You'll be thrilled to do it. Yes, you'll be exhausted at moments, but it'll be like this good kind of exhaustion. Like for those of you who've had a baby, like when you have a baby and you've done all that pushing and you're totally exhausted, but then they put this baby in your arms and you look at that cute little old person looking face and you fall in love and you feel happy and exhausted at the same time. That is what building a business feels like when you're doing the right things on the right calling in the right season of your life. So rest has its place not in chapter five. Don't believe folks who are in chapter 25 trying to tell you to rest and take a break and chill. You're in chapter five. You better operate from the rules of chapter five. That's what I wanted to say. All right. (laughs) This has been a great get it together talk. Again, own it is out on Amazon. Get it tinyurl.com forward slash own it book. And I will catch you guys on the next episode of she runs the show. 